0: This is the Integrate Health Podcast, after Anthony and Siobhan Witherspoon. Again, uh, you can find all us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Um, The letter N, the number two greathealth.com. You can also email us at in the number two greathealth.com. Y'all reach out to us, interact with us.
1: Yeah, we want to engage with you guys. I want to hear from you. I want to know who's listening to us. These are things we want to know. So we want also want to hear, like, what do you want us to talk about? All right,
0: all right. We we get tired of coming up with a different topics to and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, So y'all, know. y'all, y'all ask us some things. We teach y'all. Uh, so we answer we answer questions all the time. So every day. Yeah, all day. <laughs> every day we
1: ask. We're, we're asked questions and we answer them. So if you want to know anything about health, um, beauty tips, we have our esthetician here, Keisha. She can answer any of your beauty tips, makeup tips, um, anything like that. You want to ask us about business as we are new business owners. We mm-hmm. still, still have a startup. I mean...
0: Ask us, just interact with us. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Again, you can catch us on all social media. You can email us um, hey, you can give us a call at the office 919 378 9927. Um, and we can record you and put you on the podcast, yeah. which is some of your questions. Podcast? Come on,
1: Come on. <laughs> Come on <really? laughs> all right. So, getting you know to our last subject, which we told you guys that we would get more into last week for the last uh podcast. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to that. I think I don't know what you're waiting for, but anyway, right. um, so the Dr. Witherspoon, other Dr. Witherspoon, asked me what or why I felt the need to start a business. So I'm going to go- turn the tables around and ask you. Okay. Why did you want to start a business? Why did you not see yourself working for somebody else forever?
0: Um, Actually, it started pretty young. I've been working. I've been working jobs since I was about 16. Mm-hmm. Um I have seen how people how people own their business and they look like they're living a totally different life from the people that's actually working 9 to 5. Yes. Um I got to the point early on where I was working really hard um and working pretty long hours for somebody that was You know, in in high school, in college, working a lot of jobs I didn't like. The worst job I ever had, um, yeah, it's the worst job I ever had, (laughs) was actually at a call center, being a collections agent. Mm. And I could remember calls coming in um, that I had that I had to call out to other people for things like five dollars and ten dollars and people $15 late and things of that nature. And almost to the point where I wanted to apologize for calling, you know? So I saw how businesses do people and how little workers matter Mm -hmm. early, you know? Um, The first job that I ever got let go, I think it might have been the only job I ever got let go on, was a job that I got blamed for doing things that I didn't even do, you know? um, So I I saw how fragile having a job was. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be let go at any time for any reason, even if it wasn't your fault. Um, A a little background into that. Um, I used to work for a hotel. And the hotel got taken over by a different group who ran the hotel into the ground that were trying to penny pinch every little thing they could. And I guess they thought that they were noticing things like stakes, missing, things that I would have never even thought to take
1: Yeah,
0: um, were, were, were missing. And myself and one of my other friends were the two young black guys that were there. Um, so, I mean, it may not even been a racial thing, but, Probably was, Um, we kind of got blamed for things one missing and things like Mm. that when we don't have anything to do with that. We were we actually just wanted to just come to work, do our thing, have a little bit of fun because it was the funnest job I ever had, and um, you know go home and actually have a little bit of money to spend as a as a high school student or a college student. I mean, but that kind of just showed me how fragile jobs were, um, and how much people that owned the business, how they they looked like they had such a better lifestyle than the people who actually worked at the business. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that for myself. So when I went to college, I went to college with the mindset of, let me go to college and get a degree in something that, I can own the business instead of working in the business. Definitely. And that's kind of where my inspiration came from. I didn't really know what I was going to do, mm-hmm. but I knew the lifestyle I wanted to live. And I liked science I'm way more than I liked math and things of that nature. <laughs> so I figured that, hey, let me try to be a doctor and, and try to own my own practice and Maybe one day I can drive with Benz, you know, have a big house. Things I never saw, things I didn't come from, I wanted to have that for myself and my family later on in life. So that's kind of my inspiration. That's where the inspiration came from. Seeing other people that had it, I want to get it like that. Let me figure out how I got to get to this lifestyle. Exactly.
1: Well, I think uh, that might be true for a lot of entrepreneurs. They just mm-hmm. want a better life. They want to leave a better life for their kids mm-hmm. as well. So I definitely can understand that. Now, starting in business is probably, in my opinion, one of the hardest things I've ever done. Right. What would you say?
0: I would agree. It is. It's, it has been a challenge. It has it been the hardest thing I've ever done. Over a sustained long period of time, yes, it has. Yes, been. over a yes.
1: sustained long period yes. of time,
0: it's, it, it has been, it has been one of the hardest things I've ever done, if not the hardest thing I've ever done, over the long haul. Yes, yes, yes definitely. Absolutely.
1: So, my thing is with being an entrepreneur and having a startup, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly you can write all of your business plans uh you can talk to different people but until you get in it and you open your doors and you hang your shingle as chiropractors like to say um you don't know what you're doing you can have it all planned out but plans don't always go like you think they are um so, what are some of the setbacks, specific setbacks, mm-hmm. into starting a business?
0: Um, there, there have been several. So, it, this has been a journey to, to get into business. So, I can start back at the very beginning of getting out of chiropractic school and going home to practice. One of the first setbacks of getting into business is actually being clear on what you want that business to be. Yeah. Um, my first taste of being a business owner was actually I didn't I didn't know I was going to be a business owner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I got out of school really thankful to a friend and trying to help out a friend to get their business started. And I actually thought that I came into the situation to help somebody get their business off the ground and ended up owning my business alongside their business into two in, in the same Space. facility. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't even know that it was going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what to do. Yes. So Needless to say, that didn't go very far. And that put a bad taste in my mouth that made me fearful. And it made me want to plan a lot, more so than take action. Mm-hmm. Um so that, that that was that was a setback, and that setback made me have a lot of inactivity for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um the next setback was, were, next setbacks were financial, so finding the cash, finding the property, making those two things merge. Yeah. Um. Finding the right equipment, things of that nature. We got blessed there. Um, we did. It was it's been many setbacks, minor and major, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's always something it's always going to be an obstacle or something for you to cross over in business, but that's just the way it goes. Um, And that's just what you got to deal with.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I definitely understand. I think another setback just on my personal level is finding the motivation every day. Um, Sometimes to get up and come into work it is your office if you don't come in regardless of what happened the day before the week before even if you didn't have anybody come through the door you still have to find that motivation to get up and sometimes you feel like quitting but you're like you know what it's going to work out eventually Mm -hmm. because everybody starts like that but you have to find that motivation to continue to go so that has been a setback it's finding the motivation every single day when you're tired when you're broke when you're mentally physically emotionally just on your last it's it's hard sometimes it
0: it hasn't for me um it hasn't been finding the motivation it's been finding the time Mm -hmm. so not only am I a business owner but I also have you know other responsibilities as far as it's having a full-time job um you know being a director at at a school and things like that it has limited my time in my own business Um where in my business, I take care of other people's problems. Mm-hmm. You know? But also in my full-time job, I deal with other people's problems. Yeah. So, I don't have time to even focus on my own problems in mm-hmm. my own business and things like that. So, it has been time mm-hmm. and not even time management because you got to do what you got to do, do. You know? So, um, it, that has been—it's been a challenge to be able to focus on my—I—I I, I, my, my my setbacks have been unique
1: yeah. to
0: me because I have more than one thing going on. Of course, and um, it's not—it's not because you know I can't focus. It's been because I got to do what I got to do. I got to make sure that my family is fed, and you know that. We have insurance and things of that nature uh, so that, you know, we can have some sort of lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, They are setbacks, but they're actually not. The blessings are are way bigger than the setbacks. I've had way more victories than I've had setbacks.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the setbacks, I think, are just a part of opening your own business. Mm -hmm. I don't think they are things that we just go through I think they are things that just come with the territory so you're going to have setbacks but that is that should not ever stop you from continuing to go forward um because victories are you know for me not my husband just yet but I don't work for anybody else if I want to go to lunch I'm going to go to lunch I don't have to ask for time off from a job I don't have to have people that um are using their position and their power to bully you at work and things of that nature. So that has been a a blessing. Um, That has been a victory and you have something to call your own. You can honestly say, you know, I'm a business owner stuff that people only dream about doing people that are scared to actually jump out there and become business owners. You've done it. So you can always say that and you always have that under your belt. So, that's definitely a victory and a positive. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah, guys, I mean, so, any final tips or anything that we want our listeners to know in business? Um, or if they're thinking about starting a business or they are, you know, early on in in their business?
0: Um. it's so many things that you can, that I can tell people to do. Um, First off, you got to make sure that you celebrate your victories. So, I mean, being a business owner, uh, seeing your business grow, uh, every little growth is a victory. Mm -hmm. Um, Seeing, having the ability, this is special, seeing the, having the ability to bring your child into your place of business that you own is is special because you 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 they your, your kids actually get to see you mm-hmm. um, grinding yeah you know they get to see mommy mommy and daddy grinding yeah and trying to make a better life for them and they grow up with the entrepreneur spirit yes rather than uh, um one of you know I need to work for someone mm-hmm. um my my tips for people is the first one is don't ever give up. Um, and it's going to be many days that you're going to feel like giving up that it's not going to work and you're going to be going crazy, especially during that about first year, two, three years, you're going to have many chances, many times when you're going to work, wonder whether or not this is the right thing, but you don't give up. Uh, Number two, you need to go and network. You have to, you have to get out your comfort zone.
1: Um, you, You have to get out
0: your comfort zone. You have to get out there. And meet people and talk about your business. Um, things that I don't have a problem with. You but know? I do. Right. And right. I'm the one that's that whose time is compromised. Man, like, so is I don't get to strength. do it. I don't I don't get to do it. Know so, your
1: strengths and weaknesses. That's mm-hmm. another thing. I know that I'm not I don't necessarily enjoy going out and meeting different people because that's just my my personality. I'm more of an introvert. So I, I understand my, my my weakness. So I can try to work on that or, you know, just leave it to somebody who can do it. So
0: you have to also you got to block out a lot of the noise. There are going to be people that are going to be giving you advice that have not. Own the business before yes, and Lord. they give you advice because they love you not because they yes. want to tell you wrong yes they um they give you advice they give you tips but they don't know what it takes to run a business or they don't know all of the things that you're going through mm-hmm. in your business to keep it surviving yeah. so they're telling you to do things that either you've tried before or that mm-hmm. you just don't simply you don't want to do that yeah. and you and you know you don't want to do that to other people, it looks like, "Hey, you don't want to do what is necessary to survive." Yeah. But actually, you don't want to do what is compromising to yourself, yes. and to your business, and to your into your vision. So you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, you have to not give up. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You have to um, take advice from the right sources. And that is a challenge. You have to figure out who's actually on your side. Mm -hmm. You have to also recognize who's on your side to share your victories with because not everybody's going to be happy for you. And people are going to hold your accomplishments in your business against you so that you can't continue to to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to you have to identify those people and that. And it's not easy. Some of those people might be close to you. Some of those people might be co-workers. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those people might be enemies. Yeah. you know, And you have to figure out who you can share your victories with. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. these are just some of the tips that I have. Um, get involved into your different chambers of commerce. If you don't have a big network, mm-hmm. um, don't be scared to join things. Don't be scared to try new things. Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. fail at some stuff. Yes. Fa- failures are not necessarily setbacks failures are sometimes a learning opportunity. Yeah, definitely,
1: cuz you learn to do better the next time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so yeah, those are very good tips. One more thing is before you start your business, make sure you save up some money. Mhm. Because you don't know when you're going to be not necessarily profitable, but when you're going to be able to even break even.
0: And spend money on the right things. Yes. And spend money um know what your money is going out for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to sit up and hold things in storage for a long time, sometimes you it, it may hurt you in the long run. Yeah. Um, it's just different things out there. Um, many tips that we're going to continue to give you, mm-hmm. um, not just on this episode, but in the future as we encounter different situations and different problems, we want to share. That's why we started the podcast. Um, so, Again, this is the Integrate Health Podcast. Doctors Anthony and Siobhan Witherspoon find us on all of our social media, um, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter,
1: Facebook, and also our website at n greathealthcom So the letter N, number two, greathealth.com. We got a website overall, if you guys haven't noticed yet. We got a whole new website, and it's <laughs> It's pretty nice. It's pretty doggone nice. So go mm-hmm. ahead and check that website out today too, y'all. Check
0: our website out. The letter N, the number two, greathealth.com. Uh, we got a commercial that's about to be coming Yay! out really soon. Our
1: commercial starts on Monday. Yep.
0: Um, so if
1: you're in the area, you'll be seeing uh, our commercial on TV. So we're excited about that. All right,
0: Come on in. Come support. Uh, thank you to the people at RDU, uh, Raleigh-Durham Airport Authority. Definitely. Um, we, we work with those guys over there providing some different services, so we really appreciate yes. uh, having the opportunity to serve those guys over there. Um, if you have a corporate, a corporation or a business that would like us to be involved into your wellness program, give us a call.
1: 919-378-9927 or email us with your questions. Um, IntegrateHealth at gmail.com. I-N, the number two, GreatHealth at gmail.com.
0: Um, we hope to hear from you soon. Um, be looking out, of, out for us on the next podcast. Um, we, like we told you last week, we're back and we're going to be a lot more putting a lot more content up. Uh, please support. Please share. Um, and
1: shout out to Fly Threads Apparel. They just got us some shirts.
0: So. All
1: right, all right. So uh, Jeff and Cecily,
0: we love you. Uh, good luck to you guys and your business. Uh good luck to uh with the little ones keeping them in line. Yeah. Um uh, we all need to get together pretty soon. Until next time, y'all.
1: We'll talk to you later.
0: Love you. Y'all Love be safe it. out there. Love each other, and we'll see you next time. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Integrate Health Podcast. Uh this is the Integrate Health Podcast with Doctors Anthony and Siobhan Witherspoon. Uh, We are the owners, chiropractors at Integrate Health and Wellness, PLLC in Morrisville, North Carolina, located at 133 Key Bridge Drive, Suite B. You can find us on all social media at
1: Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a website at IntegrateHealth.com, the letter N, number two, GreatHealth.com.
0: You can email us at IN, the number two, greathealth.com. We'd love to hear from you and love to interact with you a little bit. Um, so, welcome to the show today. Uh, today, we're going to just talk about a little bit of the current events that's been happening lately. Um, we should have a beauty tip or two from our institution, Miss Keisha Boyd. Um, also, we're going to talk further. Uh, and continue our conversation from last podcast about business. Some of the things that's inspired us to be in business um, and some things that other people just going to maybe learn from. So we're just going to talk a little bit here today, have a little bit of fun, and y'all come on this journey with us. All
1: right. So let's go ahead and get into it. So you know, we always talk about curving events. So what is going on in the world
0: You know, I'm a sports fan, so I I keep up with sports more than anything else. Um, Shout out to the Blues. The Blues won their first championship um, in hockey. So they're the Stanley Cup champs uh, after defeating the Boston Bruins in Game 7 last night. Really, they took it to them. Um, It's amazing that they were actually dead last uh, (laughs) at one point in the season. And it just had a great turnaround. I guess that goes to show you if you believe in yourself, believe in your teammates, block out the the noise. You know you'll go far. It's kind of like us with business a little yeah, bit. Definitely. Um, so, um. What else has been happening also in the sports world? You know we still got the NBA finals going on. Game six tonight in Oracle Arena. Um, Golden State versus the Raptors. Um. Last game, game five, they showed a lot of heart. You know, the Raptors, I mean, the Warriors have my respect from that game five. Uh, Everybody's hurt. I respect Durant for playing. I respect Clay for playing with a a ham. I respect um, Boogie for playing with a torn quad. Uh, Iggy came back. Looney has cartilage damage on well, his oh, first Jesus. rib. You know, everybody's hurt, um, but they're not using it as, as an excuse. Everybody's still getting out there playing hard. So, man, a, a champion really has you know, championship medal. I'm not a big Golden State fan at all, but I respect that. Hmm.
1: Um, what do you it, think about that, about athletes still going out there? It's not in their best interest to continue to play when they're hurt, but they still do it.
0: Oh, man, we're talking about professional sports where they get paid.
1: That's so understandable, they, but you need to be able to enjoy your money, though.
0: They they get paid to a, a living, a king's ransom to play a child's game. Um, it's what they do. They're going to play through injury. As a competitor, you're going to go out there for your for your teammates, for your legacy, and you're going to – You know, play through injury, uh, play while you're hurt, things like that. I mean, I'm just thinking back to high school. I've had injuries where I played through injury when I was in high school that I might not have should have been playing through. And I'm pretty sure that other people do that in high school, college, all that. It's just um, the will to win and the want to get out there and, I guess, perform. It's what you do.
1: I mean, yeah, but do you think it also has to do with, like, peer pressure and also, like, your coach is telling you, like, still get out there? So, okay, so I asked this question because I saw a interview that Spice Adams had with um, Kev on stage, and he was telling them that he literally tore his whole tricep at the beginning of a game and played the whole game with a torn tricep. And he said he walked over to the sideline and he was with some of his teammates. And he was like, you know, bro, like this kind of this kinda hurt. His teammate was like, No, no. Like, we all hurt. Who cares? Like, get back out there. He was like, Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I was just like, he knew something was wrong, but because his teammate was like, shut up, and pretty much you just gonna have to deal with it. Everybody hurt, he went on there and played with a torn tricep.
0: Well um, when it comes to injury in sports, you, you want to be tough. Mm-hmm. I think you got a lot of people that's depending on you. I guess it's just like a, a good analogy is kind of almost like having a family, you know, mm-hmm. or be it, being a dad in the family or a mom. You know, a lot of times you're gonna be tired, you're gonna be hurting, but you still gotta put the other people kind of ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess a good teammate and being on the team will make you do that a little bit. Um, so I see why players get out there and risk it all. That's your legacy. That's your name, Mm -hmm. you know, out there. You don't want there to be any doubts that, Hey, if I could have played, maybe the outcome would have been different. Mm -hmm. Or if I could have played, maybe the narrative would be different. So you always want to go out and perform, but, athletes have to be saved from themselves and mm-hmm. the athletes do get a lot of pressure especially in this day and age in the, in the social media age i think that's what happened to kevin durant you know um it's been said all season that he was leaving the warriors that he's halfway out the door okay. and now came a time when you know he he had an injury i don't know why they said it was a calf injury because he's never grabbed for his calf the whole time when he got hurt he kind of grabbed down towards his Achilles. Um, so I'm not really sure that that wasn't misdiagnosed, but I, I'm going to just assume mm-hmm. that any athlete that's worth their weight and that takes their career seriously mm. would go and get a second opinion, you know, and or a third opinion. I, I, I'm very sure that Kevin Durant, his agent, would have gone and got a second opinion or a third opinion. And they would have made a reasonable calculation on how important it would have been to get hurt again. I mean, how important it would be to play and how likely it would be to get hurt again or even further. So I'm kind of thinking that he made that decision to play. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't. he, he, he He felt the pressure. Now, mm-hmm. his team is down 3-1 in the NBA Finals. Yeah. He's a back-to-back uh, defending champion and defending um, finals MVP. Arguably the best player in the world. If there's any chance that he can be out there, then I'm pretty sure that he wants to give it a, a go. Everybody on social media has been pressuring, yeah. pressuring him to go. I'm pretty sure that he looked at his teammates it was like, all these other people are hurt. They still getting out there. Um, I think the whole reason that the GM came on his interview crying is because they probably did ask him yeah. to get out there. So, um in the end, athletes have to be saved from themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that if he went out there and played game five, that he would. If he didn't hurt himself further, he would be out the following game because he's he's not played for a month. And then you're just going to come back and play yeah. without a minute's restriction, uh, without any limitations on your ability to put out. It, it, it was just set up for him to be injured again. That's just me with uh, athletes, I, and – a background in sports medicine
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a background into, you know, health and wellness and things like that. It That was just set up to have another yeah. injury. So I, um I, I thought that he was putting himself at risk by playing Um and to play. I think he played all but the, but two minutes mm-hmm. up until his injury. I mean, I just don't think that that was set up for him not to get injured again, but, you know, I don't think it's anybody else's fault mm-hmm. because, in the end, the athlete has the final say. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really am just going to assume that being a responsible and top tier athlete like Kevin Durant is, he would have gotten his second or third opinion, mm-hmm. and um, things happen. Injury happens. It does. You know, I so do. it's nothing that you can do about that, but. Like I started off saying, he and the rest of the Warriors, they got my respect. I might not like the team very much, but y'all got my respect just from coming out there playing hard, playing injured. And we'll see. We'll see what's about to happen. Um, I don't give them much of a chance to win the series. I don't give them much of a chance to win tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Because other than emotion, I don't really know if they have the firepower. But we'll see. The hardest game to win is the closeout game. So, and Toronto has never done it before. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess how much of, how much do you sacrifice? How much of a sacrifice is too much? I guess that's the whole question. I mean, y'all let us know what you think. Like, how much is too much of a sacrifice? How much is what is the line? Where is the line being? Drawing
0: right, email us, give us a com. drop a comment on social media, do something because you know that's 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 hotly debated right now. Mm-hmm. And I would like to, for people to, you know, give me your opinion, tell us how you feel about Durant playing. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how should athletes be treated? Um, you know, should they be saved from themselves? And I'm gonna tell you that they have to be saved from themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just tell us what you think. Yeah. You can find us on all our social media.
1: On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also on our website at integratehealth.com, the letter N number two, greathealth.com. So just a just write us a comment. Let us know what you what you think about that.
0: Um, also something a little bit just to change the topic just a little bit, but still stay in the sports world, how do you feel about this? So our U.S. soccer team, our U.S. women's soccer team, mm-hmm. is um, really, really good. Okay. We're we're the defending champs. Um, we're, we're really good at soccer um, on the women's side. Okay. Um, the U, the U.S. women's team played uh, a, a country that's not as good
1: okay.
0: uh, <laughs> lately, um, and they beat the pants off of them, mm-hmm. like thirteen to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. Before the game, I was watching some of the preview shows, and they were like, if the US doesn't beat them by five plus goals, you know, it's really a disappointment because this wasn't a good match. Yeah. Um, but in the end, they ended up winning 13 to nothing. Mm-hmm. But the, the controversy behind it is that they were still celebrating goals and doing dances all the way up 13 to nothing. Mm. Um, and some people were saying that that was bad sportsmanship and so forth. What what do you think? You think that was bad sportsmanship or you think that, hey, if you can't stop it, they should be dancing on you.
1: Why should I stop celebrating my victories because you are horrible at what you do?
0: I I don't have a problem either way. Um now, now
1: I can see if I come up to your face and be like, nah, 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 nah,
0: nah.
1: <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't nothing. You can't make no goals. Like, but if I'm just over there with my team mm-hmm. and we celebrating. I don't see what the problem is. I think sometimes people get a little bit a little a little bit too sensitive.
0: Absolutely. You know, everybody wants a participation uh, trophy now mm-hmm. and everybody has to worry about everybody's feelings mm-hmm. now. Um, I don't have a problem with them celebrating, but I'm gonna have a problem with other people criticizing like football players for dancing out the out there a sack or something like that, or I'm gonna have a problem with um you know, somebody dunking on somebody and showing them up or something like mm-hmm. that. If, if I'm gonna have a problem with them being criticized for actions like that, if nobody doesn't criticize the women's back, uh, the women's soccer team for doing that,
1: but they did so.
0: Right. So, I mean, everything is fair now. If if one person has to be criticized for doing an end zone dance after they catch a touchdown, or or a backflip or something there. like that, I think that I think it's good for everybody. Um, I don't think that that is a sexist thing, you know, to criticize the females uh, for their goals because you don't feel like someone else would be criticized. But um, I feel like everybody Mm -hmm. needs to be playing on the same field now. so It just needs to be equal. I really don't think that anybody should be criticized for celebrating. If you couldn't stop it, you can't stop it. So you shouldn't be out there. And we're talking about professionals.
1: And these are grown women.
0: Yeah, we're talking about professionals. I have a
1: problem with you, with people coming in criticizing grown people.
0: If you qualified for the World Cup, that means that you're on the field with professionals. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you need to be able to stop them. It don't matter how, how poorly or outmatched you are. You might get no, celebrated. Let me ask this you question. might get celebrated all.
1: So them coming into let's just say this happened. They came into the match and let's say that the team that went against the US team, let's say they had won. Would they have been criticized for celebrating or would they have been seen as a Cinderella team?
0: They would have been seen as a Cinderella.
1: Thank you. So what's the I mean you can't have it both ways. No, you
0: can't. No, you can't. I I, I Hey man, if you're in competition and you get celebrated on, you should have stopped them or you should have did something about it on mm-hmm. the field of play.
1: I think That's yes. how I
0: feel about that.
1: You know, we've all been celebrated on before. It doesn't feel good now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, but that means that you need to go a little bit harder the next time.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It does not feel good, of course, but you can't stop somebody's celebration. That's the, They achieve that. They work hard to get it, so they should be able to celebrate
0: it. We're, we're, we're worried about Winning games, mm-hmm. not about your feelings when, mm-hmm. when we're in the we're Not in the
1: competition.
0: Game. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Switching gears a little bit here. Well, I guess we'll get on some more serious things here. Um, the fallout from When They See Us. There's a lot of things happening uh, so as a it, result of It seems of that movie. like
1: it's stuff that happens every day. So, When They See Us is. If you hadn't listened to the last uh, podcast, I need you to go back and listen to the last podcast. Absolutely. Um, But you have to be living on a rock to not have heard about When They See Us, which is the Netflix um, series about the Central Park Five. Um, So I believe yesterday, or was it the day before yesterday, the prosecutor um, that actually did the prosecuting of The teenagers. Is
0: that the one that uh, wrote the op-ed?
1: No, that's Linda Ferenstein or something like that. This is her prosecutor, the one that had the curly hair that was actually prosecuting the kids in the trial. Mm -hmm. She stepped down from her position at Columbia University um, Law Mm. um, due to the minority students at Columbia University um, protesting, peacefully, of course, um, and asking for her to be fired. So she just went on ahead and resigned before she got fired. Wow. Now, mind you, and this is something I didn't know that they had asked for her to be fired six years ago. So she had been doing some flim flam for a long time, but now under the pressure of when they see us coming out, she felt now I need to go ahead and sit down.
0: And it's tough. But it, um...
1: And I think she's one of the worst people in the whole conspiracy. And yes, I'm calling it a conspiracy to put these children because that's what they were. These children in jail because she, if you look at the movie, she knew that they didn't do it in the beginning, but she let Linda Ferenstein talk her into prosecuting those kids.
0: Um,
1: she knew there was no evidence; there was the DNA didn't match none of that.
0: It, I, I just know that I had heard, or I, I think I have even read. Yeah, I read it. I, I read the, um, the op ed that.
1: I couldn't read it I all. think
0: that her name is Fairstein? Linda Fairstein? I'm actually going to...
1: That's... Co- yeah, good. Linda
0: Fairstein. Yeah. I, I actually read her op-ed and it doesn't make much sense to me.
1: I how, didn't read nothing How, how
0: like do that. you... So, it almost was like, hey, yeah, we found out that they weren't guilty because this other guy confessed. But that doesn't mean that they were all the way innocent because they did some other stuff too. But the
1: thing <laughs> about it is, she criticized the movie but my thing is in the movie they actually show and the kids admitted that yeah they did beat up people in the park they did right but that's not what they went to jail for they went to jail for rape a brutal rape and beating them somebody if they had gone to first of all they would have been a juvenile if they had gone for beating up somebody
0: mm-hmm.
1: um they would have maybe been on probation or something like that But to put somebody in jail, and I'm talking about Corey Wise was in jail the longest for 12 years of his life. 12 years. He was 16 when he went in. And so he all of his 20s, you know what I'm saying? like 12 years, he didn't get out until 2002 from 89. Beaten, stabbed in jail. The COs, uh, you know, arranging for him to get beaten and stabbed. And you're just like, oh yeah, we found out that you were innocent of the rape, but so what? I mean you are still a bad kid. Right. And, like that doesn't make any sense. And man,
0: it's, at some point in time you can't you can't admit to your wrong, you know. She can't es- especially and that's when why it, when she it...
1: always gonna have them yellow teeth, because she can't admit
0: <laughs> her teeth gonna always look
1: like that. Cause that's just karma. Yeah. Somebody yeah. on Instagram said she looked like she bite. And I'm just like, like they you know how Instagram is and Twitter. People are ruthless. Yeah. But my thing is, no good will come to you. And yet good has come to her. She's a best-selling author, but she got dropped by her publishing company. Um, Stepped down from different organizations she was in. I mean, it may not come when you want it, but karma is always coming.
0: Well, you, you, you know, I guess it's just... She's in a dilemma now. There's things like that pushing dilemma because she's made so much money and gotten so much notoriety off mm-hmm. her books and off of putting these kids because in jail. Case. And now she is stuck in a place where, hey, she know that she was wrong. And now she just refuses to accept that she was wrong. And it's instead wrong. of accepting, she wants to say that these people were guilty of something. But hey, I
1: don't know what you're guilty of, but you're guilty of something, so it was justified.
0: And then say it that crazy. and then say that uh pronounce her name for me, Ava. Ava DuVernay. Uh now, now she says that, that that was a complete fabrication of what happened then. The problem is, man, this this lady did years of research before she And they before she and did mind this you
1: movie. She, Ava DuVernay reached out to Linda Fernstein to see if she wanted to You know, come in on the, you know, basically tell her side Mm -hmm. and come in on the movie. And she said, no, as long as you're going to have those men uh, be a part of the movie, then I don't want to do it. She had her chance to tell her side.
0: There is a 58 page motion to vacate the conventions that were filed in 2002. It's 58 pages pages that you can go and read about this. How can you say can you say that people that did their research that went and read about this case and did mm-hmm. their research are now telling us a the fabrication cuz now it makes you look bad. Exactly. You know, that's this that's that's not good. But people things are going to continue to fall out. Mm-hmm. You know, um it goes all the way up to the president. Mm. Um and, and his involvement into this
1: Taking and and,
0: and, you, and you know that there has to be, I guess you don't know but I think that there has to be some type, it's a conspiracy man mm-hmm. they put these people in jail for publicity stunt reasons so that people can look good and they stole these people's actually just life away from them, years of their life away from them.
1: Couldn't get jobs or go to school because they had felonies, had to register as sex offenders.
0: Things that they'll never get back. They'll never be able to get those years back. You know, it it really is horrible. Um, The same, you know, things like that are happening to people today. And and it's it's depressing, man. It's depressing how you have to, you know, watch out as people of color, Mm -hmm. you know, especially young men of color you know um so that you're not caught up in situations like that that might cost you your freedom or cost you your life like uh the guy in in Memphis um last night that there was there were big there was a big um I'm gonna call it a scuffle uh right now between the citizens and Frazier and the Memphis Police and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, some young guy, some young man, uh, was shot. Re- the reports say sixteen to twenty times mm-hmm. um, in his front yard. There are reports that are saying that the guy was wanted on multiple warrants. There were reports saying that he got in the car and rammed his car into police several times, which. And that he, enter, he entered, he his, exited his vehicle with a gun and shot at police, um, which to me does not equal neighborhood right. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually people have a little bit more restraint and they can see the danger mm-hmm. that someone pre- presents, you know, if they do these things and usually they don't ride behind that. Um, there's more to come out in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to hold back my judgment, um, but I just want to just say as a native Mississippian, uh, very frequent visitor of the Memphis area, um, a very frequent visitor of Frazier. actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, my heart goes out to, to the community. All y'all, please stay safe. Uh, when you're driving around, for the next few days, a few weeks, make sure that you're obeying the speed limit, obeying all traffic yeah. laws and things of that nature. You know, you know, police is gonna be hyper-vigilant right now. So y'all be safe, man. Be safe mm-hmm. around the Memphis area. Um please think before you act. Mm-hmm. Please think about your community before you loot. Uh, you have to live in that community. Um, so these are these are your stores. This is your community. So Protected. Um, they fired tear gas into the community last night. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's ugly. So yeah. I hope that that situation gets much better uh, before we have lives that are lost. Uh, because we, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it actually, and I know a lot of other people are too. Yes. Um. Our last thing for today, when it comes to current events, is going to be Father's Day.
1: So on a more positive note, Father's Day is Sunday. A lot of people, I don't know why, but they have kind of forgotten that Father's Day is Sunday. I've heard that from quite a few people like, dang, Father's Day isn't a Sunday, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. I um, guess because it came up so quick after Mother's Day, but I'm like, it always does every year.
0: Man, people don't care nothing about Father's yes, Day. Yes, they do. We just, we the dads just get, we get forgotten a little bit but it's okay it's all good well i appreciate
1: all the good fathers out there because they are really really good fathers don't let you know somebody not doing their job speak for every father out there because they're really good fathers my husband is a really good father oh and our daughter is a daddy's girl in that show so
0: yes she 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 is like his twin move
1: to her <laughs> daddy as soon as he walks. As soon as he walks through the
0: door. <laughs> yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. But shout out to all the wonderful fathers. Um, Maybe. hey, hey, guys, if you're not in your kids' life, it's not, too late. It's not um, too late. Reach out. Try to build those bridges. Um, try to break down those walls. You know, it, it's nothing like your kids, man. How it's it's too much fun to be a dad. Not to not to be involved, so, um, I've got a lot of good dads out here, y'all, keep on doing your thing, uh, keep on being good examples for your children, to so keep on working on yourself, you know, um, and things of that nature, and enjoy your day, yeah. um, what what was going? What a good Father's Day gifts.
1: So yeah, I was listening to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show um, this morning, and they did a poll on the top three things that fathers want for Father's Day.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> so the first one was the most men said they just want a call from their kids. They just want to speak to their kids and spend time with their kids. That's it. Well, I mean, I
0: got a three year old. Yeah. She's gonna be there. She's gonna she, be there
1: all the time. Yeah, either.
0: she's not gonna pick up the phone too much. You don't have to. She just yells from other rooms. Yeah, ones. she
1: sure does. And <laughs> so the second um I guess number two in the poll was um what was number two? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, number two was dang, I can't remember. What was number two? Oh time alone. parent the dad just won't be left alone.
0: Uh, I- um they want the moms to
1: take the kids out and they want the house to themselves so they can sit around and watch TV and eat chips. So they just want time alone. That's it.
0: Hey, that's not bad.
1: Yeah. And so the third, um, number three on the list was a good meal, like a big steak,
0: mm-hmm. a
1: nice pork chop, mm-hmm. potato, like a good meal. So, I mean, come on, ladies. It's really not that hard to please men. I love them, but they're simple creatures. They don't want that much.
0: <laughs> just, right.
1: just you know, let the kids jump on them and call them. Take kids out for a day, and then just give them a good meal. You don't even have to cook it because you know some people can't cook. So you just go out, and take it, take your husband, your your significant other, whoever. Take them, take them to to go eat.
0: Happy Father's Day, guys. Happy Father's Father's Day. Day.